All right, turn with me to 2 Timothy chapter 4. We're taking a break um, from the communication series that Sam's been doing on, on Tuesday nights. He's, he wanted to be with Cherie and the family as she was getting her surgery and that sort of a thing, so he needed a break. And then I've had a burden to, to preach this message. So this is my opportunity to share with you all kind of a shortened and, and slightly modified message of something that I taught at, at Mission Focus. Um, and it's called Finishing Your Course. So that probably sounds familiar from 2 Timothy chapter 4. We're going to be looking at, at uh, verse 7 there here in a second where Paul says that he finished his course. In fact, let's go ahead and read that. In verse 5, Paul's telling Timothy, he says, But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. He says, for I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. And I love Paul's certainty. He doesn't say, I hope there's a crown of righteousness. He, he, well, okay, so this is the same guy who said in, in, in 1 Corinthians, he said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly. Paul didn't run uncertainly, and now by the time that he's reached the end of his course, his finish line, if you will, now he knows what the judgment seat is going to look like for him. He has certainly in the way, certainty in the way he ran his race, and now he has certainty and the rewards that he will receive at the judgment seat. And my burden is for us that we will have certainty in the race, in the course, in the finish line that we have before us. And that will lead us to have the same confidence in the end. And so our chances of finishing our course like Paul did are much better if we know what exactly is the race that we're running anyway. What is the course that we're running? What is my finish line? And I think, you know, Jesus race, the Bible race, discipleship race. I, I think we, we kind of know, but, but we want to know with certainty so that we can race in certainty. Here, here's, a, here's a race. Uh, let's go to the next slide. Here's a race. You guys are familiar with this race. The race is the Grayland Reese 5K. All right, this particular race has a course. All right, so, so here's the course. You start at shelter number one in Shawnee Mission Park, and you run down that steep hill, and then it's maybe a little bit up and down, mostly down. You go out a mile and a half, and it's an out and back. So you turn around, and you've got to run back up that hill that was more fun to run down. And, and then that's the course of the Grayland Reese 5K. Here's the finish line of the Grayland Reese 5K, that, that inflatable, inflatable uh, orange thing there that you run under. There's the finish line. So the Grayland Reese 5K has a, it is a race, it has a course, it has a finish line, and then, and then there's the award ceremony. Like if you're fast enough, 
If you run to win, if you're in shape, like, like some people are going to get a medal because there is an award ceremony at the end. And in our race that we run is the same thing. There is a race, you have a course, there is a finish line, and there is an award ceremony. That's what we're going to talk about tonight so that you can run with certainty and be like Paul and have some point in your life where like, yeah, I finished my course. So you guys ready for that? Okay, let's look at this. We're going to just see what the Bible says about these things. That word race, as in running a race, is found four times in your Bible. First, it's found in Psalm 19, verse 5. Their line has gone out through all the earth, and their words to the end of the world. In them hath he set a tabernacle for the sun. So the heavens declare the glory of God. In the heavens that we have... A, a race course. The, the sun is like a, a strong man running a race, and he rises in the morning. He goes through his course during the day. His going forth, let's, let's see, where are we at? Which is as what the sun, the bridegroom, coming out of his chamber and rejoiceth as a strong man to run the race. That's the first time in your Bible the word race is found. The second time is in Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 10 and 11. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might, for there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave where thou goest. I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But listen to this. Time and chance happens to them all. You know, the Tour de France is probably the biggest race in the world, just in terms of, of viewership and all of that. And these, these cyclists are, are some of the best athletes in the world, and they train for decades, and there's millions of dollars, and the, the teams come together. Okay, do you know that not everybody that starts the Tour de France, the, the cyclists, finish? In 2021, 43 of the 184 best athletes in the world who have dedicated the last decade of their life to try to get to this race, 43 out of 184 didn't finish the race. You know why? Because time and chance <laughs> happens to us all. 41 didn't make it in 2022, 26 didn't make it in, in 2023. The attrition rate for that race is typically between 26 and 32%. These guys are in shape. They've run with the footmen. Now they are contending with the horses. They know the course. They're in part of a team. Everything is perfect. And yet, over a fourth of them, up to a third of them, don't make it every year because time and chance happens. So they tear their glute muscles. They wreck their bikes and break stuff. Back pain. They get sick. They get COVID. Like, 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 so all these things happen to them. So the race isn't to the swiftest always because time and chance happens to us. And that's kind of a theme that we want to see develop tonight. The next place that, that race is used is pretty familiar to us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and run with patience the race that is set before us, looking 
unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. He is the first and he is the last. The author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that uh, was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. And then finally, the last time, the word race is used in your Bibles in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 23. After describing how Paul, like, to those that are under the law, he became under the law, that he might reach them that are under the law, and to those that are not under the law, he became like, to the strong, he became strong, to the weak, he became weak. Why? That by all means he might save some, right? Then he continues and says, and this I do for the gospel's sake, that I might be partaker thereof with you, partakers of the gospel with you, Know ye not that they which, here it is, run in a race, run all? Like everyone's running in the race, that's in the race. But one receiveth the prize, so run that ye may obtain. Run to win. (laughs) Do you see what just happened there? That God just put you in a race? And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown. Their crown's going to just rot, and that little laurel leaf thing is just going to get old and dry. And, but we do it for an incorruptible crown. He just grouped us all in with him as running this race. And here's our main point uh, for this first part. The race of every believer is the same. We all have the same race, and it is to partake in the gospel ministry of reconciliation as part of or as sent out from the local church. And here's what we all need to understand is that we are runners in this race. Okay. So we are all running in this race. You say, whoa, I didn't ask to be signed up. I I, I didn't ask to be put into a race. And so here's my answer to that. You're just like Kylie Grazier. You're just like Kylie Grazier. You know how you're like Kylie Grazier? We, we have an endurance WhatsApp group, a, a Midtown Endurance WhatsApp group. You can be part of that if you want, okay? But we were looking at races, and Jeff got so excited about the Running from Yeti race. It's, a, it's called Running from Yeti. It's a race. He got so excited, he just signed up on the spot and signed up Kylie. <laughs> Didn't check with her. Just signed her up. Okay. Before you're like, oh, that's bad. No, that's good. You know why? Because that's like super (laughs) Christ-like. Okay, follow me. When you were born physically, you know what God did? He put you into the human race, didn't he? Did he ask your permission to do that? No, I mean, I don't think so. Like, we don't know, but no, he didn't. He just did that. Man, I thank God he did that. I'm so glad you're here. You know what Christ did when you were born again? He put you in the gospel race. That's what what we just read in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Partakers with you in the race. By the way, this is how we run that race. But the first thing we need to see if you expect to finish well is you need to know that you are actually running in a race. Did you know that? You guys all knew that, right? Okay, how's that going for you? (laughs) How's that race you're running going, you're training? Okay, number two. 
What about this word course? We looked at race. What about this word course? This word course that Paul uses in 1 Timothy chapter 4, 2 Timothy chapter 4, is found 12 times in the New Testament. Now, we're not going to read all of them, but we're going to read just some representative verses. This word course, which is found 12 times, is used in four different ways, and it's super insightful to help us figure out how we're supposed to run the race. So check this out. The first way the word course is used is in terms of a term of service or a rotation. So we can read about that in Luke chapter 1, verse 5 and verse 8. We should have that up there. Okay, so there was, in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abia. Okay, so they would rotate through. Okay, the priest would rotate through and take their turns based on their genealogy and all that kind of stuff. So he had a course, meaning he had a term of service. So it's like, hey, it's February, it's my turn to, to do the thing. So that's the first way, and we see that also in verse 8 there. He, he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course. And so this is the first way that that word is used, is in a certain rotation. And, and there's already a key point for us to understand from this, key point number two. Your time that God has given you, believer, that is your term. You have a course, just like Paul had a course, just like Zechariah had a course. All of us, the time that you've been given before time and chance or the grave or whatever happens to you, that is your term. That's the time that you have. The second way the word course is used is as a route or as a, as a pathway. So in Acts chapter 21, verses 1 through 7, we see that, that Paul's talking about this missionary journey, and he's just talking about we went from Kansas City to Columbia, and then we went from Columbia to St. Louis, and then we went on a straight course to Chicago. That's, that's what he's describing. We took this route. We took this course. It came to pass that after we were gotten from them and had launched, we came with straight course unto Coos. And then the following day, our course led us to Rhodes. And, 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 okay, so, so you guys see that? That's the second way that this word is used in your Bible as a route or a pathway. I've got some other verses listed. We're not going to read them all. The third way, besides like your term of service or the pathway you're taking, is an outworking of something. So if you build a machine, you turn it on, and then it does its thing, there'll be an outworking of what you established. Like I started a family, and then the result of that, the outworking of what we established is this or that. Make sense? In James chapter 3, verse 6, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defileth the whole body, and setteth on fire the course of nature. Man, that tongue can do evil, and it starts this thing in motion, and the course of nature is affected by it. So that's the, that's the third way that this word is used. And then the final way that it's used is, is in a believer's race specifics. Okay, so we all have the same race, but, but the course might be different. In Acts chapter 20, verse 24, this is Paul, giving a testimony. None of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might, what? 
finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord to testify of the grace of God. And again, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, this verse that, that we just read earlier, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And so here's the next key point. You need a clearly charted course for completing the race that is set before you. The race of every believer is the same. It is to partake in the gospel ministry of reconciliation as part of or as sent out from this local church. Oh, I'm sorry, I already covered that. That's, sorry. Okay, here, I'm caught up, sorry. The course of every believer is different, okay? It is how he or she, how you run this race during your term. During the time that you have on this planet, you are to be a partaker of the gospel race. Now, you're gifted differently than I am. Okay, you're, you're coming from a different place. God has given you perhaps a different course than he's given me, but it's all part of the same race. So here, just in terms of, of application, you should schedule a getaway with God to get course corrections. Get away with God. Just take your Bible, take a notebook and a pen, and, and leave your phone with someone your emotional support phone, you'll, you'll be fine for half a day. What does that mean? That's probably mean, sorry. Okay, just leave your phone with someone else. Just get away with God and ask him to show you clearly the course that he has set before you because it's different. It's, we know the race. We know that you have the time that you've been given until time or chance happens, but... but just get away with God and do that. So the first question was like, what is the race and what is the course? Okay, so we've looked at that. The second question that we have, if we're going to finish well, is what is the finish line? Is the finish line retirement? You would think so, as much as people plan for and invest in and think about retirement. Is the, is the finish line the rapture? How would anyone know that anyway? Is the finish line the judgment seat of Christ? Is the finish line the grave? What is the finish line? Because if you don't, okay, now you know you're running a race, and now you know you can figure out your course in that race. Okay, you still have to know what the finish line is. All right, so let's talk about it. We, we, we looked at 2 Timothy 4. So is, is it retirement? No, it's not retirement. Okay. I was just being snarky. We know it's not. But, but we do tend to think maybe more about retirement than we do about the finish line, finishing our course sometimes. When, when you get older, if you're young, you're probably like, that's crazy. <laughs> okay. Is it the rapture? Is the rapture the finish line? All right, go to the next slide. The rapture is us being taken out of the race. That's what the rapture is. Church age is over. The church is being removed. I'm, I'll make a case here in a minute that no, that the rapture is not the finish line. What about the judgment seat of Christ? Is it the finish line? What do you think? All right, next slide. No, the judgment seat of Christ is the award ceremony. 
It's not the finish line. I'll show you in just a minute. What about the grave? Is the grave the finish line? I'm going to run till I die. Just going to run like as hard as I can, holding forth the word of truth. Praise the Lord. Like, that's good, right? Is that, is that the thing? Just blindly run until I die? No, the grave is not the finish line. Okay, how do I know this? Look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 5-7 through 7 again. I think we have it up on the slide. Watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am ready to be offered, the time of my departure is at hand. So is Paul dead yet? So the grave is not the finish line, because he says in the next verse, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course. So Paul finished his course before he went to the grave. So the grave is not the finish line. Then he says, henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Had Paul received his crown of righteousness yet? When does he get the crown of righteousness? At the judgment seat of Christ. Before the judgment seat of Christ, before he goes to the grave, Paul says, I have finished my course. Had the rapture happened? By, no, the finish line is not the rapture. Here is our finish line. It is simply the completion of the course that we have been given. It is the completion of our course. It's like Paul said to Archippus, Take heed to the ministry that thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfill it. You have been given a race to run, but within that race you've been given a specific course. And here's what you want. You want to be able to finish that course. Okay. So the finish line, what, what else is the finish line? How else can we think of the finish line? We could think of it like this. Do we have a picture of Pastor Jeff Grasher up here? Did I, did I get that in there? Yeah. <laughs> Look at that stud. Pastor Jeff Grasher and I did the Lake Olathe Triathlon last September. And Jeff's just standing there. He doesn't even know he's intimidating everybody. <laughs> he's like out in front, just like mm, looking at the water like, I'm going to swim so fast. Everyone else is like, I don't want to follow that guy. Like, and Jeff killed it on that triathlon. Like he's such a good swimmer, like he didn't have to train for it. Then he got on his bike, and it was a super hilly course. He just, like, like he didn't even see him. And then running, like, he, he finished. Like, we weren't trained up uh, like we should have been for that race, but he still finished, like, 20, I don't know, 25th or something like that. He, he did really well. I also ran that triathlon. <laughs> okay, so I didn't get 25th. Um, Here's what happened, okay? <laughs> We're getting ready to do this triathlon, and here's like these clouds, this big, dark, looming, like, you know, front of clouds coming through. It's kind of ominous, like, I don't even know if we're going to get to do this race. But they let us start the race. You swam out, you turned left, you turned left again, and you came back. So I went out, I turned left, and then when I turned left again, I turned a little sharp, and I ended up going back in the wrong direction. So I knew the course. Like, I, I looked at the map. I didn't actually swim the course very well. 
I added two minutes onto my swim time, which wasn't that good anyway. So then I get out of the water and I get on my bike and I'm riding the, the triathlon bike I bought from Larry, which is super arrow, like it's a fancy bike. But it's not very good on hills. So in all the reviews, they said, look, this is a super hilly course. There's six monster hills. It's going to kill you. And uh, so I thought, I got to go slow, like on the hills, and I didn't know what to expect, and I, and I just didn't do very well on the bike. When I looked back on it, my heart rate was actually, I never got into like zone three in the whole race, because I was like, it's just saving energy, because I didn't know what to expect. But my bike time was really slow. Then I get off and I start running. I hadn't trained for the run. If you can't run with the footmen, you can't contend with the horses. And so I'm running up this stupid hill. <laughs> I get to a turnaround point. So there's the main parking lot. And you run up this hill. And then you run back and you run past the parking lot, which is the finish line. And then you go and you, you do another loop and you come back and you finish. And I got to the top of that hill and the guys are like, stop. Stop. There was lightning. Go back to the parking lot, take your ankle thing off, get your half a banana and your participation medal, load up your bike and leave. <laughs> My, okay, so this is how I tell this story. You know what happened? I was doing a triathlon. And then there was lightning and they canceled it. Okay, but Jeff finished. <laughs> he was running to win. He didn't care about the hills, and he didn't mess up on the swim course, and he wasn't walking up that hill. Because he was, like, running to win, and I was kind of being lazy and, and, and out of shape. And <sighs> Okay, that's what happened last time. Now, next time I do that race, I'm going to be ready for it. All right. Here's, here's, we're talking about the finish line. When you see the finish line, and you know that finish line is coming close, guess what? There is no more making excuses. There's no, well, last time, or, or next time, okay? There's no room for that. The finish line is, like, there's no more next time. I'm talking, I've, I've switched over to our spiritual run, our course. Okay, when you see the end is near, there's no room for excuses about what happened last time. There's no more daydreams about next time. There's only right now, and the other thing that our finish line is, it's the end of our course, but it's also a marker to sprint. It is time to focus. It's time to finish strong. Because when you're doing a, who knows what I'm talking about? You're doing a race and you're so tired, but then you see the finish line and you hear the crowd and it's like, okay, I can do this, right? Same thing spiritually. I know it's about to end. No, I'm not saying, I think everyone's on their way to the grave tonight, okay? But you know what? We are living in the last days and if you can't see those storm clouds coming, you're not looking, you're not watching the headlines. You're not looking at the news. Like, what about wars and rumors of war? Any of that going on? How about earthquakes in diverse places? Any of that going on? How about a great falling away in the church? Any of that going on? How about, yes, we, we are living in the last times and the clouds are right there. So even if you're young and you're not worried about the grave, 
and odds are in your favor that time and chance won't happen to you, the finish line is looming. Okay, the end is coming. And here's the thing. If you look at the results from the Lake Olathe Triathlon, you can see Jeff's how he placed. You can't see how I placed because I have a big D and F next to my name. Did not finish. There's no going back. There's no fixing that. For all eternity, the Lake Olathe Triathlon race results are going to indicate that I didn't finish. That was like a badge of shame for all eternity. Okay, so finishing strong is possible for all of us. We can finish strong, but you can also DNF. If the rapture happens and you haven't finished your course, and some of you didn't even know you were in a race, and some of you don't know what your course is, some of you are running uncertainly. So, so if the rapture happens and you have not fulfilled your course, that's a big DNF. Do you know what your course is? I know I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be because I asked God and he showed me. I got to finish strong. I got to make sure I make full proof of my ministry. So here's the focus. Focus on completing your course before your term runs out. Time and chance happens to all of us. I don't want the rapture to come. And you didn't even know... you what your finish line was. You didn't even know you were supposed to clean, uh, complete your course. Okay, last thing. Here, we got some, some athletes to inspire you here. Look at those guys. <laughs> I think Brian's got him by just a hair. I think. Mike's like running hard, but that was the Grayland Reese 5K in Boston, right? Yeah. Man, you guys look good. You're welcome. Yeah. If that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what does. But. Okay, last thing, number three here. Who, not what, matters most regarding our finish lines? All right, so just like Jeff signed up Kylie without asking her, the Lord is the one that put you in the race. Jesus is with you in your course. So Jesus put you in the race. Amen. He's the author and finisher of our faith. Jesus is with you in your course, yes. And Jesus is waiting for you at the finish line. So Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured that. So, so listen, I know it's, it's hard sometimes. We have to endure. This race that we're in is not a sprint. It is an endurance race. And endurance, like, it, that just means you feel like quitting. And you don't. That's the definition of endurance. Okay, you just, you feel like quitting, but instead of quitting, you endure the misery and you keep going, right? 
So by definition, sometimes it's hard, and you know it's hard, and maybe for some of you tonight, you're even struggling with the load. And I would just say this, can you see Jesus at your finish line? Okay, okay so I got to, this is the world's cheesiest picture. Okay, go ahead, next slide. Okay. But at least whoever made this, I just looked online for like Jesus at the finish line. Okay. <laughs> you know what this is though? This is someone's attempt to look unto Jesus, the finisher of their faith. Because I get tired running. I, I don't like it. I, I do it, but I don't like it. But if I can, if Jesus is there at the finish line and he's like, you can do it, come on, you can do it. If he says I can do it, I can do it. And if he's cheering me on, I think I can finish. Because if Jesus is at the finish line, then that's where I want to be. Now listen, the rapture of the church is imminent. Time and chance happens to all of us. This may be my last chance to preach. Like, I get struck by lightning. Like, who knows? Time and chance, like, pray that doesn't happen. But you know, stuff like that happens. It happens to you. It happens to all of us. And we need to, we need to focus on finishing our course, but not in a legalistic way. We need to learn to do what whoever made this slide did. You need to picture Jesus who put you in the race, running alongside with you, encouraging you. And then he's at the end. He's the finisher and he's at your finish line and he's calling you. He's telling you, you can do it. Come on, finish strong. So, so here's how I want to finish out this evening. I, I, want to, I want us to just pray. Some of you, maybe you didn't even know you're in a race, and you need to work through that. Well, you can just pray with somebody. So I think a lot of people here probably know they're in a race, but they maybe don't know their course. And you just need to pray through that. What is the course that I need to finish? Some of you, you're discouraged and you just need to know that Jesus put you in the race and he's with you and he's for you and he's just calling you to finish strong. So let's just pray with the people next to us. Some of you, you may not even know. You're like, I don't even know if I know the Lord. I don't even know if I'm born again. And, and if that's you, you, you know, we can deal with that simply. We can open up the Bible and show you in simple, clear terms, what God says about how to be right with him and have eternal life. So if that's you, you can come down and visit with me. You can talk to the person that brought you, and we can get you some help figuring that out. But let's just take the next several minutes. We'll pray. We'll have the praise team close us out here at the end. But whatever God is showing you through this message, go ahead and just find a partner and pray. We'll have some, some people down here in the front. If, if you want to come down, we'll have someone come down and, and meet with you. But that's it. Let's pray.